We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Uh, you guys know that I am uh, about the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the hope that it gives all people. It's why I hate to see uh, any church close, but, well, I don't hate to see any church close. I'd like to see Tim Aaron's church close. That'd be fine. Any church that's concerned with social justice could close. It'd be better for the kingdom of God if it would close, because if it closed, then it wouldn't be leading people astray, making them think they're okay eternally. I go to church every week. That buys you nothing, exactly nothing. You have to be in a Bible-believing church, an authentic Bible-believing church. And that is uh, possible, of course, uh, whether your faith is uh, evangelical Christian, whether your faith is demonstrated at a Catholic parish. I do not know anything uh, that I would need to know to make a evaluation of whether the uh, church written about today in the Columbus Dispatch that is facing closure, Holy Rosary and St. John Church on Columbus's near east side, I don't see enough in this story to give me the information that I would need about the uh, authentic nature or inauthentic nature, one or the other, uh, of its practice of the Catholic faith. And I wouldn't expect to because it was written by a member of the Columbus Dispatch staff, who I'm pretty sure knows nothing about what makes faith authentic and what makes it inauthentic. But it's a sad story of a Catholic parish in a poor part of town that is gradually becoming one of those trendy places to live, right? This church uh, is at 648 South Ohio Avenue near Nationwide Children's Hospital. Now, if you've paid any attention to downtown Columbus over the last, what, Seems like five years, but it's probably 10 years. The mammoth expansion of Nationwide Children's Hospital has made that neighborhood a trendy place to live. After all, you can or could buy property for a song there, a beat up house, fix it up. And if other people come in and do the same thing, it's called gentrification. And the original residents get pushed out because, wow, look at what people are going to give me for my house. How can I afford not to sell it? Or things are happening in my neighborhood that makes it a place where I can't afford to live anymore, so I've got to sell it. So I I hate to see this because this church appears to do some things that are good for the community. Of course, there's nothing better for a community than to authentically preach and teach the gospel, but they have a uh, dental clinic and they have a food pantry and they help people get their uh, their GEDs. So there's a long story about it, and I, I, I bring it up because we have a glaring need in our culture, and this is the only way our culture will be healed, this is the only way our country will be healed, is if we recapture the prominence of 
an authentic faith in God, a worship of God, an exaltation of God, a deference to God that our founders had. What we have proliferating in our country is an elevation of self that you become, you establish yourself, you anoint yourself as the overwhelming force in your life. Like, you might even go to a church, but you find a church that believes what you believe, so you can feel good about going, because if you find a church that believes what you believe, guess what that church will not do? It will not challenge anything you feel like doing. You want to live with your partner, you want to have a same-sex relationship, you want to cheat on your partner, you want to... You're never called out. Your sin is never called out from the pulpit. Your necessity for repenting and changing your behavior is never preached. So you're comfortable. And so you continue to go. The problem is, is like at the end of your life, you find out that you wasted your time going because you didn't have an authentic relationship with God. You didn't obey out of gratitude for being forgiven for what you did, not by your own behavior, but by what Christ did for you at the cross. And we see this proliferation of self, this elevation of self to the position that only God should occupy uh, very often in our society through agendas and initiatives uh, bathed in the LGBTQ flag. Now, here locally, we have the Kaleidoscope Youth Center downtown. I called up their webpage today, and it is such an evil organization. It is one that recruits youth. I know they would oppose that characterization, but when you say, uh, queer youth of Ohio, we're here for you at Kaleidoscope. Belonging means being. To stand in your strengths, to stand in your power, and to stand for a world where everyone can be their most confident, authentic self. Ah, the church of me. And they make no bones about the fact that a parent who might be concerned about their child who would fall into this kind of demonic organization, you can't even get in the door. Here's right off their website. During center-based program hours, Kaleidoscope Youth Center is closed to anyone who is over 20 or under 12. This includes parents, guardians, family, counselors, etc. Only Kaleidoscope Youth Center staff and volunteers with background checks are permitted. (laughs) It's so much easier to uh, twist the minds of 12 to 20-year-olds when you have no challenge from anyone who would oppose what you are telling them, doing them, doing to them, and grooming them to do. And these organizations are supported by big corporate donations, including from Nationwide Children's Hospital and others. United Way of Central Ohio, right on the bottom of their webpage. City of Columbus, Mayor Andrew Ginther proudly supports Kaleidoscope Youth Center. So I thought I'd give you a picture of what's going on, and they're not transparent enough like some places are in some states where this kind of stuff is 
not even talked about. No eyebrow was raised. So for what kind of mindset they have at Kaleidoscope Youth Center, the easiest way to demonstrate it is to tell you about a place in California, which I'm sure Kaleidoscope Youth Center would fully support, because a lot of Kaleidoscope Youth Center's programs are the same as this program that I found in Santa Barbara, California, called AHA, After School Groups. AHA. It says AHA is offering six free sessions of supportive therapy to all teens in AHA programs. Backed by popular demand, this beautiful bilingual program, led by Dr. Jennifer Freed, will inspire your friends and family to discuss important and positive topics. This is a must-have for deeper connections and a perfect gift for all occasions. Oh, I bet it is. Let's listen to uh, Jennifer Freed, who, by the way, has her own very interesting website. Jennifer Freed, Ph.D., discover your cosmic DNA. Awaken your highest potential, deepen your relationships, your impact, and your daily joy. I looked her up. She has a program called Relationship Wisdom. She leads teen girl groups in discussions of how to become a priestess of the religious expression of sex. Oh, wow. I have three daughters. I can guarantee you that only over my dead body. And only over their own spirited protest would they ever be a part of a seminar in which they would be taught to be a priestess of the religious expression of sex. Sex comes from God when it's man, woman, faithful in marriage. It is not ordered, nor should it be explained by the likes of Jennifer Freed, Ph.D., I'm going to play you a piece of audio from Dr. Freed where she goes through her dissertation that awarded her a Ph.D. And then you're going to hear more about that program because it's exactly the kind of program that is here in Columbus, supported in Columbus, and growing in Columbus. So it's interesting. I started this uh, half hour of the program talking about uh, the evils of the concerted effort out there uh, from the top. Biden administration, uh, all of its various organizations are all geared toward diminishing the role of parents in homes. We have this debate now in Ohio about abortion. At least that's what you think it's about, right? The abortion amendment on the ballot. Are we going to expand abortion? We're not going to expand abortion. It's about more than abortion. I mean, the left, you got to admit, they don't go for a home run, they go for a grand slam. If they get the abortion amendment passed in Ohio, not only will we have unrestricted access to abortion, but they will be able to use that law to cram down what they're doing in California right now, what they're doing in other states right now. They're having this debate, where do they just have it, Maryland or or, uh, New Jersey, where like Muslim parents protested that they were going to teach kids in elementary schools about sexual ideology, gender identity, and the Muslim parents said, no, we're not doing that. And the courts ruled against parental rights. California, same thing. In California, the attorney general was quoted yesterday saying that teachers telling parents about kids who want to transition from boy to girl, girl to boy in a high school, that the teachers cannot tell the parents because that's, and I quote, forced outing forced outing. 
One of the leaders of the pro-choice Ohio, which means pro-abortion Ohio movement, Kelly Copeland, was asked the other day by the Enquirer in Cincinnati, did you guys factor in like parental rights and parental supervision of kids when you crafted your abortion language? And she said, not really. They don't care about parents' rights. I just told you in the last segment, Kaleidoscope Youth Center downtown, an LGBTQ safe haven recruiting location for kids in the LGBTQ community. Oh, it's a safe space, Bruce. Yeah, safe space for the cretins who want to lure kids into this lifestyle. They have open office hours. They don't allow parents in. They don't allow guardians in. They don't allow adults in. You know, we used to say that people who wanted to spend time with kids who were not their own in private and not have any prying eyes in there, used to say that those people were pedophiles, were criminals. No, oh, we're counsel. We're trying to help. Sure you are. Sure you are. So there's ample reason to, like, wake up on this stuff, man. Wake up on it. Because if you don't, the tide will overrun you, and you'll be like, I can't even survive this. Like, it's got too much momentum. How many things in our society do we see that gain too much momentum before we're even aware of them. And then it became impossible to fight. I don't want this to be one of those things because I will never, ever yield on protecting my daughters or your kids from this kind of lie. But this is how evil it is when you really have the mask taken off. So I want you to hear a woman by the name of Jennifer Freed. She's a PhD. Oh, she's a doctor. She's educated. She's an expert. You should pay attention to her. After all, she's an astrologer and a psychotherapist. Ooh, wow. Okay. Here is uh, Jennifer Freed talking about her beliefs, what she tells teen girls about sex. And just so you know, if there's an awkward edit in the middle of this, it's because she got so graphic talking about something related to sex, I couldn't play it on the air. When she's perfectly happy talking about that kind of graphic sexual content in front of teen girls. Give a listen. This is where she's coming from. I had just finished my PhD in psychology and what my dissertation of 400 pages was on was teen girls and sex. It led me to realize what's missing in education is for girls and guys, I created this program called Sexual Wisdom. This is what we do with the teens. Once we've heard from them all their basic misconceptions about sex, then we go, okay, how's that working for you? Right now, redesign your first sexual experience. Where would you be? Who would it be with? Who would know about it? Who wouldn't know about it? You just really get into all the possibilities of what could make it the most incredible initiatory experience you could ever have. Not don't do it, not save yourself for marriage, not it's wrong, there's a reason you feel guilt about it, there's a reason you're hesitant, there's a reason you're uncomfortable. No, 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 no. It's the most incredible experience ever. Now here's Luke Rosiak of the Daily Wire who's done an investigation on Jennifer Freed and on her deviant program sexual wisdom. That 400-page dissertation says she wants to be a, quote, priestess, ushering, quote, young teens through the, quote, religious experience of sex. For her dissertation, she interviewed four girls about their sexual experiences as young teens with older boys, and every one of them outlined child abuse or rape. 
sad situations that they wished never happened. But she just kept pushing them to say how great sex is. Now, youth psychologists are required to report crimes to authorities, correct? Yes, but she says in her dissertation that she opposes some mandatory reporter laws, writing, quoting here, I believe that legislating sexual activity among minors may prevent crucial dialogue between youth and adults. One teen describing rape by a 19-year-old when she was 15 and crying afterwards. Freed asked her, quote, and did you enjoy the sexual relationship or how was it for you? I mean, were you aware of your own desire? Was he a good lover? The teen said she wished she waited until she knew herself better to have sex. But Freed suggested that having more sex was a good way to get to know yourself better. She acknowledges in her dissertation that all the teens she interviewed regretted having sex at a young age. But she said that they were just lying because Western culture told them to. And so she concluded that what they really meant is the opposite, and that therefore her research showed the importance of having more social-emotional learning, more sex positivity in schools and elsewhere. And that's exactly what's happened in the years since. You see this walked out. Not just in Kaleidoscope Youth Center downtown. You see it walked out in classrooms of public schools in central Ohio and around the country. Why have we been so asleep to allow teachers to glorify their sexual habits and preferences? To portray them as something they absolutely must talk about with students, rather than to say, look, That's a segment of your life that has nothing to do with the education in our schools. It is not appropriate for you to discuss it with my children and impose your values on my kids. You're a history teacher. You're an English teacher. You're not a sexual counselor. You're not someone who should be telling or trying to convince a 15-year-old who got raped and has an understandably negative experience of it, that, oh, wasn't it great in this fashion, though? Wasn't it great in that fashion? This is all about an elevation of self. It's all about a diminishing of God. For instance, we talked yesterday about the 15-year-old murdered at Easton. And we talked about the dysfunction in order in his family. This poor young man had to be the man of the house for everyone. Why? Because there was no father ever mentioned. There was no mom ever mentioned. His stepfather had been murdered. His uncle was murdered. His aunts said he introduced them as his sisters. When you get outside God's plan, one man, one woman, faithful to each other, raise children, nothing but evil and awful circumstances result.